Thank you for listening to the Simply Syndicated Federation. For more great shows like these, visit us at simplysyndicated.com. Good evening, everyone. Recovered from a dusty vault in Nigeria, I'm Emma Hyam, and joining me, recovered and reconstructed by Chroma Dot Technology and vidfired back into real life living cover, is Mr. Mike Meld. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. And <sighs> today uh, we got together to discuss the very exciting news that has come out this week in the world of Doctor Who. It's super uh, exciting. It is super exciting yes. um, for all the nerds out there. Yes. Um, it's They've only found bloody nine episodes of Doctor Who in a vault in Nigeria, Mike. I know. What the what? hell? What the hell? I mean, uh, let's let's talk very briefly about mm. the whole missing episode saga. Now, if you're a, a fan of the new sh- series, not too familiar with the classic, um, this is all going to be a bit mystifying to you. But so let's let's do it in a nutshell. So back way back it when in the 60s when the original Doctor Who was going out um, mm-hmm. no one ever thought that anyone would want to see these again no. and the stuff that this was filmed on was extraordinarily expensive yeah. so to save money and to reserve and fill stock um, classic episodes as we now regard them from William Hartnell Patrick Troughton and John Pertwee's era were wiped mm-hmm. um, uh, and as far as we concern, never to be found again. However, a lot of these tapes were sold overseas to what were then British colonies, a lot of places um, that were part of the uh, empire in uh, in uh, air quotes. Land um, of hope and, and glory. glory. Shut up! <laughs> um, so... <laughs> <laughs> me quite off my track anyway so um those along with a hell of a lot of other things you know comedies and game shows and Mm. adventure serials and kids tv and basically everything you can imagine was sold overseas to a lot of these territories Mm. so when time came that people who were sort of fans started to say well where is this stuff is there any way we can get it back the call went out and the exploration started to try and find and retrieve to the and return to the BBC this classic these classic episodes. So this process started, I would say, what, about thirty-five years ago? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. About the time that people started fans I would call professional fans, fans with a profession like mm. a capital F. People whose careers were sort of LinkedIn, but not officially with Doctor Who. Um, I would recommend if you're somebody who's looking to find out about this stuff, I recommend a book called Wiped by a chap called Richard Molesworth, um, which is a very comprehensive guide, although now out of date, um, book about missing episodes and tracking where they might be and the whole saga of how some of this stuff was tracked down. Now, um, like I say, I mean, you might be surprised to think that stuff like a lot of John Pertwee stuff was gone as well. So it was happening mm. right up to the 1970s. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only reason that we have, uh, say, the demons in colour is that someone recorded it 
off their television. I think in Canada or the United States. Um, so the, the copy of, say, if you're uh, somebody who has a VHS copy of the Demons, will know the thing looks like complete garbage because it was sort of retrieved off this kind of 12th hand NTSC rudimentary VHS. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's only stuff like that that means that some of these episodes exist. And, I mean, stuff like um, The Mind of Evil is still in black and white because we don't have a colour copy of it anywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's even down to stuff like that. So, long story short, about, what is it, three years ago now, we were down to 108 missing episodes. Mm. And me, definitely, and I think a lot of other people had... I'd really given up hope that we were going to find anything else. It had been seven... I want to say seven or eight years since anything had been returned to the BBC or been discovered. Mm. Um, And it was looking pretty thin on the ground. Um, As far as I knew, everywhere that could be explored had been... Um, you know, people have been out to these countries, you know, a lot of African countries, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the US, mm-hmm. um, even places like Iran, um, lots of Middle Eastern countries looking for like Arabic translations of this stuff, you know, anything that people could find. And it, feel, it felt like every, every stone had been unturned. But suddenly, uh, two episodes, uh, one of Galaxy 4 and one, oh, what was the other one that came back? The Underwater Menace yeah, I think came it was. back. Yeah. yeah, so one episode of these each, uh, which were exclusively revealed uh, down at the BFI in London. And everyone lost their mind because mm. it was like, if, if there's still, you know, the hope that stuff was still out there kind of was reinvigorated, I think, in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly... Um, you know, the, the rumours, especially this year, absolutely went off the chart. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, there's always been rumours, um, as much as long as I can remember being, as being a Doctor Who fan, even way back to when I first got into it, there's always rumours of this has been found, that's been found, you know, mm-hmm. this guy's holding an episode hostage, he's waiting for, you know, money off the BBC and <laughs> all this sort of stuff, you know, all these stories. Kim Jong-il's got stuff in his, <laughs> in his, in, you know, in his, back bedroom somewhere robin mugabe's got something of vault in zimbabwe you know it's always like all these stories um and then suddenly uh this year especially it just absolutely exploded i think a lot Mm. of people were sort of hoping against hope that with it being the 50th anniversary something was going to turn up Mm. and then blow me down if nine episodes aren't uh magicked up out of uh out of africa and um put straight on a plate for you to watch which i must say i think was an incredibly smart move by the bbc Mm. yeah i mean they're both up on itunes so basically what we've got is now we have um more or less two fully completed patrick trouton stories we have the enemy of the world which exists in its entirety and um the web of fear um, unfortunately, part three is still missing, but it has been rec- reconstructed using stills and the audio track. Um, and they're actually up now on iTunes. You can just, you know, flat out just go into iTunes and buy them. Um, they are doing DVD releases of them, I think. Um, they are, yes, they are. Yeah. Enemy of the uh, World's out in November. Yeah, um, I've heard that it may be available to buy, like, at the big convention mm-hmm. uh, that they're going to do around the anniversary down in London, right. uh, that you may be able to buy it right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's only something I've heard on the grapevine. It's probably not the case. Um, 
but yeah, it's going to be out at the end of the year and um, Weather Fear next year sometime. I've heard February, which is interesting because yeah. I'm kind of wondering whether they might actually see if they can try and do like an animated reconstruction of episode three. I don't yeah. know whether they will or not. Well, I think I, I I wonder if actually episode three has been recovered. All right, but they're not saying so because it's in such bad condition. I wonder if mm. it's a case of something. You know, it was found in these cans with the other stuff. Yeah, but it's it's so poor that they can't. You know, it may be unsalvageable. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is again, it's only another rumor that I've heard. So maybe that it would explain the delay in that they're they're hanging on hoping that something's something's going to change or so it's going to be made possible to put it on the disc mm-hmm. um i mean again say uh, you may people may be saying well they're saying nine because the news says 11 episodes but um when they're taking into account copies of episodes that already existed yeah so with these with these serials we had one episode mm-hmm. Um, I think it was episode three of Enemy of the World and... Something like that, I think two, so. Is it two or one of... Um, some, something like that, I think, yeah. yeah. So one of those, of, of Web of Fear. Um, and it was kind of bundled together many years ago, well, about ten years ago now on a, on a DVD with all this orphan stuff, so mm. you could see it. Um, back in the old VHS days, you would have... It was basically that, but then it had bridging narration of someone usually was in the story, so say Nick Courtney or um, one of the like Caroline Ford would read out some script and they would show you some pictures and you would sort of just have to use your imagination. So, yeah, then that's basically the news. And really, it's what's really incredible about it, it's, it's easily the biggest haul of stuff, you know, in our lifetimes. Oh, yeah. In our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't had stuff like that back, you know, since they did sort of mass recoveries of stuff like, um, uh, sort of stuff like uh, the Time Meddler and things yeah. like that. When when stuff like that came back, um, yeah, I mean, like it's when you think about it, it's been nearly, oh, it's been oh, nearly over twenty years since they found uh, Tomb of the Cybermen in Hong Kong. All four yeah. of them. Yeah, I mean that was, um, I mean that was huge. I, mm-hmm. I would say it's equivalent to that. Yeah. Um, because as well, t- uh, Tomb of the Cybermen had a lot of mystique about it as well. It was sort of meant to be this kind of perfect, incredible yeah. story. And I think the fact that it was found got coupled with that fan hype, um, mm-hmm. which I, I would say that Enemy of the World and Web of Fear aren't quite on that level, but I think mm-hmm. they're close. Um, Enemy of the World has kind of always had this reputation of being very good. It's a very good audio book, if you've yeah. ever heard the audio. Um, and Web of Fear has also got that added thing of it being the first story which we see the who's the brigadier, who's in it actually a colonel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time we get to meet him and have an adventure with him. So that had a lot of mystique attached to it as well. So, yeah, um, yeah so these being recovered was a massive, it's a massive coup. And I must say... I'm gonna share, I'm gonna give them some stick later on, but at the moment I'm gonna say congratulations to the BBC for being having the savvy mm-hmm. to to not announce these until they were recovered, restored, yeah, and then say here they are, yeah, get have them. them now. Here it is, come and get them. Yeah, you know, it's an absolute piece of marketing genius. I yeah. think. I think to be honest, the only way this could ever be topped is when they find episode four of the Tenth Planet, because I think that's kind of like the holy grail. 
of like mm-hmm. the missing episodes because it's always just sort of maybe it's existed. There's, there's only been like the few seconds of the regeneration still mm-hmm. in existence. Um, so I, I mean, I, obviously, it's probably there's probably other things. I mean, I think a lot of people have told uh, Power of the Daleks or Evil of the Daleks, things like that, mm-hmm. um, up to that level. I would say I think if it, it, it's those stories that are missing entirely, so mm. things like Marco Polo, Myth Makers, uh, like I say, Power of the Daleks, Highlanders, and the Macra Terror, mm-hmm. if if those were to come back, those are epi- things, those are things which are missing entirely. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Myth Makers. I mean, virtually there's nothing. I mean, there's hardly even telly snaps so sort of the the screenshots essentially which they usually used to use for reconstructions of old episodes um hardly any of those exist so you're totally using your imagination so if the myth makers were to come back mm. that would be incredible um yeah i think that if i was to have my wish list i would i would want power of the daleks back mm. almost above anything else because um if you're going to be <laughs> Uh, a kind of a continuity dork about it. I mean, this is sort of towards the end of the Daleks' existence. If you're sort of going to be yeah. a nerd about it, and also <laughs> it's um, it's it's Pat Troughton's first story. Um, mm. Yeah, so that kind of, again, it's that sort of mystique about um, these things which are missing entirely, where you've sort of got nothing to go on. Yeah. Is really is really where I think it lies with with a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now. Obviously, when the news broke, it was a big thing. But some of the things that came out beforehand, there was an article on the Mirror's website which said, and I quote, that 106 episodes of Doctor Who had been found, which coincidentally at the time was the exact number of missing episodes. How about that? (laughs) Jeez, what a coincidence. Yes, how about that? In Ethiopia, of all places. uh, Naturally, yeah, people bought it. Yeah, hook, line, and proverbial sinker. Yeah. Um, I think it sort of linked into um, a lot of the speculation, again, that mm. this year just sort of exploded, really, kind of, out of a combination of a lot of things. Like I say, the fact that stuff had been found not long before, yeah. and it was the 50th anniversary, so people sort of had this idea that something was going to come. Mm-hmm. Um and then all these rumors started going around that 90 episodes have been recovered and yeah, there was that. some very there was some very sort of dubious evidence i'll yeah. give that again air quotes um that 90 episodes have been discovered in again africa yeah. um and as as far as we know <laughs> um, <laughs> that seems to be a load of old um yes yeah. garbage really um and i think to be honest Someone at the Mirror um, obviously heard about missing episodes or that I know for a fact that the tabloids troll Gallifrey Base and other of the big Doctor Who forums Mm -hmm. and will just essentially make stuff up out of the stuff they see on the forums being posted. So I dare say that, you know, again, like you say, what a a coinky-dink that it was 106, which is exactly (laughs) how many are completely missing from the archives. Add Africa and bang, there you go. Story to fill half a page, yeah, and done. I mean, again, it's one of those things of as Doctor Who fans, we're well used to these rumours of this and this and that's been found, and yes. you know. Um, so I think a lot of us said, "Gotta be rubbish," just off mm-hmm. the bat. 
yeah, you sort of dismissed it as yet another sort of tabloid kind of non-story. But then when the the all the nerdy websites started kind of saying well why is the newspaper saying this and what's the evidence because usually this sort of stuff isn't given the time of day Mm -hmm. and then Gallifrey Base which again is I would say probably the biggest Doctor Who forum Mm -hmm. on the internet shut down all discussion of missing episodes they said this is off the table there's all the threads are shut with you know we're banning any more mention of it until um, again, because in the meantime, while this was going on, a press conference, a mysterious press conference, was announced by the BBC. Yeah. So the fact that there was this news article, um, seemingly on high um, discussion of it on forums, was being shut down. The, the, the sort of reputable nerdy websites were giving it the time of day. Mm-hmm. People started going, oh, yeah. perhaps there is something to it." And, and this yeah. this last week. That, that, like, say Wednesday especially is when the news broke Thursday. Um, or the the press, the official press conference was Thursday. I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday it was absolutely insane. My Twitter feed was flying down my computer. My Facebook was on fire. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's good for people to like jump on board and like get excited for when they announce things like this because it is exciting but absolutely when you come up with something when you come across an article that says 106 90 episodes lost people you have to take it with like a quarry of salt oh absolutely because you know it's like if it was you know lord lucan discovered living at north pole Mm -hmm. or you know um the spaghetti farms or Father Christmas revealed to be living in Arkansas nursing home. Yeah. It's one of these sort of things. If you just you just sort of goes into your dismissive bollocks file in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's sort of in the beginning of net last week when people started to give it credence. Yeah, it was really like, oh, what what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think we're gonna end. I think we're heading into the rant zone now, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Mike, I'm getting foam all over my desk. Um, <laughs> um, we're heading into the rant zone now, ladies and gentlemen. So if uh, you're of a nervous disposition and do not uh, enjoy listening to angry Doctor Who fans swear, you may wish to maybe fast forward 20 minutes. Um, yeah, so in the in the, the void of the BBC announcing a press conference, then pushing it back to Thursday, because it was meant to be, I think, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, the fans, as they always do, felt the need to fill the void, and shit went fucking bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, even even after it was announced, it, there was. Still... Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say the major thing that well, there were two major things that got on my wick, and they're kind of linked together. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll start with the second one first, as I'm always want to do. Yeah, is the the breaking of the embargo on this news. Now, yeah. the the press conference I think was in the afternoon, so I think started at half past twelve and knocked off about two or three o'clock. Yeah, the news of what was back was on the internet. I think within five minutes of the press conference beginning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, because the, the speculation was rife, and I think a lot of people kind of had an idea of what was back, because mm-hmm. 
there's always a bloke who knows a bloke who knows a bloke who definitely works with this guy at BBC Worldwide who definitely knows what's back. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things that go, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, sure. It's kind of those pub stories of like, you know, hmm. it goes under the category of a million and one pub stories you've heard a million times. Um, well, I mean, not to mention, um, I think the BBC announced that uh, Fraser Hines and Deborah Watling were going to be president. Yeah. So it kind of narrowed it down as well. It did, yeah. And then, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, poor old Debbie, Debbie Watling, Fraser Hines and uh, Annika Wills were basically stalked. Like, where are they now? What are they going to do? You know, so because we're trying to work out what's happening and where's Caroline Ford and where's, yes. you know, and all this sort of thing. It, it just was mental. And um, I mean, because like I say, people had a good idea what was coming back. But then mm. the news was embargoed until one minute past midnight the next day. Yeah. But well, like I say, <laughs> <laughs> the embargo was broken. Like I say, I would say within five minutes of the press conference mm-hmm. saying this is what's back. Yeah. I mean, and... you, you can't have embargoes anymore. You can't do it. I mean, okay, yeah, maybe you can get away with one or two things as long as you don't sort of, like, scream on the rooftops. I mean, let's remember um, when Partners in Crime aired. Nobody knew that Rose was coming back. Exactly. I mean, they exactly. got away with that. And um, what was the other thing recently? Oh, uh, General Louise Coleman showing up in Asylum of the Daleks. Yeah. There was nothing said about that. So in some cases, you can get away with things. Yeah. However, when you have something like this, which is so culturally important to people, it's not going to fucking work. Absolutely. And I it think just... that the, it, it, it mystifies me as to why the BBC felt the need to embargo this news until 001 anyway. I didn't quite understand why. Um, but... Needless to say, um, it didn't work. It didn't work, <laughs> and you know, I I knew I got a phone call at twenty to one, or we got a phone call at twenty to one saying this is what's back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the embargo was a joke, an absolute joke. But regardless of what you think of the BBC having embargoes, mm-hmm. what gets on my nerves are people who think it's their God-given right. To break it. Now, I'm no. not going to mention any names. No. If you're a Doctor Who fan in this country, you probably know who I'm talking about. But obviously, <laughs> I'm not going to say anybody. You may think <laughs> I'm going to talk about someone. I couldn't possibly comment. No. Um, but these people who have taken it upon themselves to be the spokespeople for fandom in this country can fuck off. Exactly. You do not speak for me. It is not your job to decide what information I know, when I know it, and, you know, uh, what your opinion is on it. Well, not to mention... Doctor Doctor Who is a property of the BBC. They owe you nothing. You deserve nothing from them. Hmm. Just because you've been a fan for 35 years, 40 years, 45 years, you've been to this convention, given that money, you've put this input into it. Nobody gives a shit. Stop it. It is not your job to police the BBC and say, well, I haven't written, I haven't signed anything. Fuck that embargo. This is what it is. It's not your job. Stop it. Well, not to mention, I think it's, a, it's also an acute case of narcissism. Because, oh, absolutely. Well, I know who, something who, you don't know. Who, yeah, who wouldn't want to be the one to, like, break the big news? You know, 
be the, you know, be the man or the woman, whoever, who announced unto the internet and all the rabid fans that this is coming back. There you are. It's like handing down the fucking Ten Commandments. No, it isn't. Fuck off. Just take your ball and go home. Mm. I don't care. The re- the people, these people are the reason why Doctor Who fans have such a bad reputation in the in the world mm-hmm. and within the BBC. And I bet your asshole that if this keeps happening, there won't be any more press conferences. No. They will stop filming anywhere that we can get to see it. Mm-hmm. You will know nothing. Yeah. It it will just stop. Mm-hmm. And the more that people keep saying there's... I mean, because Doctor Who fans, I think especially ever since the suspension crisis in the uh, late 80s, yeah. ever since then, Doctor Who fans have perceived a gigantic conspiracy against them within the BBC, mm. which, to be fair, at that point there was. But yeah. it's not that case anymore. They are not conspiring to keep information from you because it amuses them. Mm. They're doing it for commercial reasons. And as much as you say, I've paid my license fee, I'm entitled to know this and that. No, you're not. This stuff is managed by BBC Worldwide, which is a commercial enterprise. They are within their rights to sell it, delete it, burn it on a big pyre in front of you. They can do whatever the fuck they like with it. And it's nothing to do with the fucking (laughs) license fee. It's nothing to do with the license fee. Let's say that again. It's nothing nothing to to do do with the license license fee. The fucking license fee nothing to do with it people and also if you're that upset about this stuff being on itunes here's a news flash you don't have to fucking buy it no put your credit card back in your wallet jesus don't fucking buy it if it offends you that much it's coming out on dvd like soon yeah and you'll probably <laughs> fucking buy that instead and complain about it you know, again, it's uh, and you know this sense of entitlement that the BBC owe me this. No, mm-hmm. they don't. Oh no, I mean I saw a hell of a lot of that when uh, the news broke. Uh, well, I pay my license fee. Well, why should I get this for free? Why do I have to pay for it? It's, oh, fuck off! Shut the fuck up! Right. Here's here's another news flash for you guys who are saying this at home. Mm-hmm. The BBC never had to even look for this shit. It's only because there's such an interest in it, there's passionate people who care about this show within the BBC that they bother to have a bloke whose entire job it is to find this stuff, Mm -hmm. to pay money to put this bloke on a plane to Nigeria on a fishing trip, essentially, just to go down these archives and look for stuff that's come back to the BBC because people are passionate about it, Mm. because people love it, because people care about it. They want this piece of history of television history back in the country where people can see it and enjoy it again Mm -hmm. as it should be not decaying in a vault somewhere but to be honest they could just leave it there exactly it it costs them money to go and find this shit to invest all this money and time and energy to go and take and send people to these places and look for it and to work bloody hard to negotiate to get this stuff back they don't have to do that at all. Mm-hmm. This stuff could just be mouldering. You could have no William Hartnell, no Patrick Troughton, and very little John Pertwee if it wasn't for the dedication of these people. So for you to turn around and say, fuck these guys, 
they should be doing this and that for me. I didn't want these episodes back. I want Power of the Daleks. Fuck you. If you want Power of the Daleks, go to fucking Africa and scour the land and look for it. We're like all the rest of these people are. Mm. Yeah, I mean, You know, it just it drives me insane. This stuff has got no right to exist. It was stuck in a dusty archive in a very hot place. Mm. This stuff should be dust. It should be forgotten, but it's not. It's been lovingly restored. Mm-hmm. Back to as good as it can be. This stuff has not been seen for 45 years. And people have worked their bollocks off to get it to you. like, And you can watch it right now if you want. But then all people have done is fucking complain about it. <sighs> if you are one of these people, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Turn this, turn this audio program off. And please throw yourself in front of the nearest HGV. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even to start with the people who uh, kept complaining about the on the BBC have you'll say that oh who cares about Doctor Who like, we fucking care shut the fuck up and fuck off oh it's just you know th- well, you always get always, that, there's always on there there's always yeah. on there it's always this thing of like oh it's a kids program who cares disregard these people I care you know it's kind of that whole narrative of uh, this this nerdiness is unacceptable whereas my passion for my football team mm-hmm. and the BBC have gone out to Nigeria to find a classic game that was thought lost. <laughs> and that's been, that's on iTunes for people who are fans of that club to watch. <laughs> that's somehow acceptable and worthy. Whereas someone goes to Nigeria and finding Doctor Who episodes for people to download and watch mm-hmm. is somehow not acceptable. Yeah. Oh, here's a comment I've just found. Okay, ready? ready. <clears throat> that's it. Are they sure they didn't forget something? Also, Web has reconstructions in it. No thanks, then. There is no middle finger big enough <laughs> for this person. <laughs> Truly. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Do you know what? It's infuriating. Yeah. This, I must say, as, as a Doctor Who fan, this is what I hate about my fandom. Mm. Right here. I'm going to say it right here, right now. If I could remove that part of being a Doctor Who fan or those people who, to be honest, are the loudest voices in Doctor uh-huh. Who fandom, if I could just take a big boot and kick them all out the arse and out of fandom, never to speak again, I would do it. <laughs> you know, they they make fandom worse. You're actively mm. making my life worse. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God. And that's why we can't have nice things. It is. It is why we can't have nice things. That's why the poor sod who went to Nigeria and found this stuff has probably just had nothing but abuse on Twitter since. Yeah, why couldn't or, you have found this? Why couldn't you have found that? As well, if he's got a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Ah. You know, ugh. so I mean, the thing is that, you know, again, it goes with this idea of entitlement that people have sort of made up their minds that this is what is back. So when mm. that isn't what's back, all they do is complain. I mean, you know. To be honest, the other thing is as well, now that this sort of major haul has been found, mm-hmm. the hype about other stuff being found is only going to be louder now. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they find more stuff, that that's thumbs oh. up. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually start going back to places they'd already visited just to double check. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I mean, I, I have no concept of like, you know, how often they've been to like place like, I mean... Who knows? They could have been to Nigeria before and maybe just missed that one place out. Well, I mean, let me just, um, <clears throat> if I can, read 
from okay. Richard Molesworth's book uh, on the the section about Nigeria. Please do. Um, I'm just going to say about Prince being recovered. Um, they at the moment, uh, you say there's a uh, Nigeria started buying Doctor Who episodes. Web Planet and Time Meddler resold to the country in 1973. And all the War Machines. This time, Doctor Who was shown by Midwest TV, of which virtually nothing is known. Episodes went out weekly on Monday evenings under the banner Children's Time. Uh, film prints were sent from Nigeria directly from New Zealand. Um, three stories, The Abominable Snowman, Enemy of the World and Web of Fear were purchased in Nigeria in October 1974 and a further two, Wheel in Space for the Dominators on unknown dates. As this information is missing from the surviving BBC records, all this was screened in 1974. And at that point, information ends. That is literally everything we knew about mm-hmm. what the episodes that went to Nigeria. That is yeah. everything. So... so- this is sort you know, of like a minor miracle. It's an absolute minor miracle. Again, because they were saying about the environmental conditions mm. in this place, um, that the the conditions within that where they were stored were absolutely optimum, mm. um, and that is the only reason why this stuff has survived. Because yeah. again, obviously Nigeria, it's in Africa, it's very hot, very dry. Yep. It's not conducive to this stuff surviving. No. Wow. So really, it's absolutely it's a bloody miracle. Mm. It's an absolute miracle. And again, the you know, let's say that we had seven sort of long, dry years, and then you know, in the space of the last two years, mm. we've had eleven episodes returned. I I wouldn't have said that you know in twenty thirteen we would be below a hundred missing episodes of Doctor Who. Oh yeah, there are now just ninety seven episodes missing. Mm-hmm. Right, that sounds like a big number, but it's hell of a lot better than 108, which it was for a hell of a long time. Oh yeah, but the thing of it is, I mean, every time they find more stuff, which is great, don't get me wrong, I always have to think, is that it? Like, is this yeah. it? Is this, is this, is this it? Is this yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I must say that is always what goes through my mind. Is this the last ever thing that's going to come back? Mm-hmm. Because again, like, uh, like going back to what we were saying at the beginning of uh, this episode. Um, I've given up hope yeah. of stuff coming back because it just seemed inconceivable that you know that this hadn't been discovered already. You know, you just think, well, they've looked everywhere. They mm. said they looked everywhere, you know. But these things just sort of keep popping up, and um, you do wonder sort of how much you know. I know that a lot of negotiation goes into this stuff. Oh yeah, but you do wonder, you know, is is there a copy of Marco Polo sitting in someone's? You know, sitting in a lonely warehouse somewhere, gathering dust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, waiting to be discovered. You know, it, it, it's um, you know, sort of the the um, Indiana Jones warehouse is our top <laughs> men walking by it every day. Yeah, um, is it in a box next to the Ark of the Covenant? You know, <laughs> it's careful which one you open. Yeah, careful about that, especially from a Nazi. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Am I ever going to live to see the Daleks master plan in its entirety? Mm. Who knows? You know, is you know, it makes me sad to think that some of this stuff may be lost forever. Yeah. Um, that there's no hope of, um, you know, us ever seeing Fury from the Deep or you know, Mission to the Unknown. It's mm-hmm. it, it's tremendously sad. Um, but things like this happening give me a great deal of hope that, yeah. um, you know. Even if it's clips, even if it's pictures or audio, um, so I'm glad that there's there's people out here that backed up by the BBC who are dedicated enough to 
spend their careers or their free time looking for this stuff. I mean, it's really a lot of the the fact that we've got audio versions of all this stuff is really down to fans, mm-hmm. you know, off their own back making recordings of this stuff to to enjoy it again. I mean, when I say recordings, audio recordings, literally plugging a jack into the back of their television and playing <laughs> it onto a, you know, onto an eight track effectively. Yeah. So the, you know, it's the only reason why we have audio archives of everything. So we can listen to everything mm-hmm. and the, you know, people were sort of smart enough to take their own pictures of this, of the, of the action. So we can have tele snaps so we can work it out a little bit from this. And we had little tiny clips of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's down to found dedication that that's happened, and it's going to be down to found dedication that stuff continues to come back. Yeah, and to those people, we salute them. Yes, and to all the people who complain about it, they can still fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I rather hope they fucked off already. Yeah, if continue fuck fucking off. off. Yes. Continue. Just, just carry on. <laughs> carry on fucking off. <laughs> that's the porno version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sid James, I think, was already in a lot of the poem versions. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that's pretty much all we can say about this, and until there's more, maybe there will yeah. be more. You never know. Maybe there will be more. I mean, again, like I say, the, the speculation is off the chart now. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, there's another little surprise lurking somewhere. That um, that there's more stuff. I mean, this whole idea that um, these things being back wasn't announced until. They were ready to be released, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of gives you hope that maybe there's more, but they're just working on it somewhere. You know, yeah. there's sort of like a little basement somewhere in Salford that someone's, you know, airbrushing out. <laughs> you know, uh, trying to work out which bloody delegate is which in Dalit Master Plan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so um, yeah, you you sort of you you hope beyond it's sort of against hope almost that this mm-hmm. is what's happening, but. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of all there is at the moment. I think you know it's it's been nice to just come and have a big rant about <laughs> sort of what's been happening in in fandom at the moment, and to be joyful that we've got new old Doctor Who to enjoy again. Exactly, exactly. Well, folks, if you like what you hear, then you'll hopefully be able to find all six episodes of the first series of uh, The Greatest Show in the Galaxy upon Simply Everything, where for a uh, small monthly fee, you'll be able to listen to them all. They will be coming to Simply Syndicated on iTunes uh, before long, so don't worry if, you, uh, if you're a little reticent about paying uh, the subscription, but do check it out because you can also get access to shows such as Remote Patrol and uh, Remastered, and as well as visiting the archives of uh, Simply Syndicated shows like Richard Allison's Super Happy Fun Time and uh, Crimes Against food and oh do you think that's just bollocks and uh if you're facebook inclined you can come over and check out the greatest show in the galaxy podcast our fan page over there mm-hmm. like us comment about the episode what do you want us to talk about give us feedback tell us off tell us everything um we'd love to talk to you oh we'd be me won't be mike but um <laughs> i will tell mike what you said and then i'll tell you what he's said back so um well, and if you want to tell me stuff, then I'm I'm running the Twitter page, which is at Greatest Show Pod, uh, or you can email us at uh, Greatest Show at SimplySyndicated dot com. Okay. Well, I think it's goodbye from him, and it's goodbye from her. Goodbye. Bye.